Good evening. It's Christmas Eve and the party is just getting started around town. Police expect 400,000 people to... I'm very hungry. Give me the soda. What else do you want, Barry? What do you, you mean want? The coffee? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a Give lasso around. Give me the hamburger. It down. I don't want that. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. Give me the hamburger. I'll give you the moon, right? Give me the fish. The United States no, I don't want that. Sienna, I'm at the Sam's Meat Market. That's along West Morrison. I'm here with Raj. Um, I met him and some other store employees. They were standing guard outside their business, even at 5 a.m. I walked through this glass window in order to get into the store, and you can see that people have just been all out of the store. Our store employees tell me that the looters crossed the Santa Claus knows you very well. You're four years old, aren't you? And you go to school. Now, let's see what it says in your big book. Oh, you were lucky to go on such a great trip. And Santa almost didn't recognize you. Wow. Do you think you've been good since last Christmas? I know this year you've been asked to try your best to always listen to your parents. Let's see what my elves saw in their machine.
Oh, I do so love Christmas. Mummy and I always ride in a horse-drawn carriage over to Grandmama's house on Christmas morning, and nothing quite shuts out the cold like my velvet suit, Mummy's lovely cuddles, and the sight of the other children's skinny little blue arms and legs as they run alongside. Mother tells me I mustn't look at them, but they remind me so of the little dead baby brother she gave me once that I just can't help it. Of course, they can never keep up, and by the time we reach Grandmama's gates, they've all fallen to the horses. Which is just as well, because they should never be allowed through the gates. Mummy tells me that often, and she is right to do it. Grandmama lives in a strange house, like an upside-down boat or a great big dog kennel. It is on its own in the whiteness, and it is all grey and black, and there are more birds in it than people. There are no other little boys or little girls at all, but that is a good thing, Mummy says, because it means I get her all to myself. There is Grandmama, and there is Grandpapa, who is locked in, and there is Auntie. Auntie is not like Mummy or Grandmama. She is more like me, I think, except that her voice is deeper, and she has little wires on her face. She told me once when we were playing with the three wise men and the little baby king lying in the pig's feed trough that her mummy, who is my grandmama, would not let her wear a lovely suit like mine, but made her wear a dress instead, right from when she was little. She is not very nice, but she plays with me even when she is crying. The carriage takes us through the gates, and I wave to old Mr. Lundis, the lodgekeeper. Then it is up the driveway and past all the pheasants. I wave at them too, and some of them wave back, even though Mummy says they are only animals. Grandmama and Auntie are always waiting for us on the front steps of the house, Grandmama in her pretty dress and Auntie in a top hat and petticoats. When we arrive, I shall pick a posy of snowdrops and present it to Mummy, and she will kiss my face. But when we come round the last bend in the driveway, there is someone else behind them. It is a man, a very scrappy, dirty man. I hold on to Mummy's hand as you dismount the carriage, and the man steps forward. He puts his dirty, hairy hands on the knees of his funny blue dungarees. He bends down so that his eyes, which are sad with all the little pink lines in them, are staring into mine. His breath smells all rotten, like the badgers when they have been gassed. I squeeze Mummy's hand even tighter, and I go all sticky. The strange man opens his mouth. His teeth are all yellow like broken little chicken's beaks, and he says, Welcome to the Slam Chasm. using a vehicle from Big Rock Dodge this year? Really? It's- <laughs>
For everyone to talk about their favorite Christmas movies, mm-hmm. to watch their favorite Christmas movies, that's right, and to think about their favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, of course. Um, there's a lot of uh, debate about what actually is a Christmas movie, which is what I think is so interesting about Christmas movies. Well, I know you've got some, as you mentioned, interesting theories about what does and what doesn't constitute a Christmas film. Adam, why, why don't you take us through those right well, now? Well, it's interesting you ask that. It's not so much a theory as, you know, well. statements of fact. But, I mean, these are the questions I have to, you have to ask yourself. Okay, what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? Is it a film that is, takes place during Christmas? Is that a Christmas movie? Sometimes. Is it, is it uh, a film that happens to be on at Christmas? Is that a Christmas movie? Sometimes. Or is it, and this is what it actually is, and the clue's in the name, does it have the word Christmas in the title? Okay, Christmas. And that is what a Christmas film is. If it doesn't have a Christmas in, a, in the title, it's not a Christmas film. I mean, like, the idea of a film being set during Christmas, making it a Christmas film. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was set during Christmas. That's not a Christmas film. Uh, I could think of it. not a lot of Christmassy themes in that film, though, is there? But it's set during Christmas, and some people would suggest that would make it a Christmas movie. People think that uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. They what, think... what about Alone Home, then? Again, you know, just because it, it, it clues in the name. It, it's not Home Alone Christmas. It's, it's Home Alone. Uh, so, I mean, it just beggars belief. There's, there's only... I think there's maybe only five Christmas films, and the other films that happen to be on at Christmas—that's just—that's just blind luck. What's your favourite Christmas film, then, Adam? My favourite Christmas film. That's right. Uh, it's probably Iron Man. If you want to get high to the sky, I can get the sky high on 21. It's 21 for the white, come on. For County 911, where is your emergency? Uh, my house. What's the address? Catawba County, 911. Kids are dead in the house. Okay, how many people? Okay, how many people? Six kids, one adult. Six kids and one adult? Yeah. One of them is a baby. Okay, what's wrong? Yes, ma'am. I, I um, I just shot my daughter and shot all my grandkids. Emergency. I just killed my mom and my sister. What? I just killed my mom and my sister. I murdered uh, my roommate. You murdered your roommate? Yes. Where are you at? And I'll be sitting on my step, and when you sit here, I'm going to shoot myself. Okay, what do you mean you murdered your roommate? I shot him three times, and I used the axe. 
kind of gun I got. They're all dead, and then when you get here, I'll shoot myself, and then you figure out what kind of gun it is. It could be Christmas every day. It's Christmas. It, it is Christmas. That's what they sing on the wireless anyway. Their tuneless voices, thick with goose dripping and mulled pig's fat. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. But I can't stand it. It is always the same every year. Fenella and that bizarre little boy of hers will arrive soon. And Mum will insist that we stand out on the pavement in front of all the neighbours waiting for the taxi, him waving out the window at the pigeons and the tramps outside the londis. Then it'll be the usual rigmarole of, oh, just look at you, and hasn't he grown? And the little twats will be mincing around in the flower beds, picking weeds to give to Fenella, even though they're covered in dog shit more than likely. And then Muggins here will have to find a vase for them while the others make a start on the Prosecco. At least Dad has the right idea. At Christmas, I truly envy the bedridden. No one expects him to queue up in Argos to buy home waxing kits. No one tells him to set up the nativity crib with some brats so everyone else can get pissed, and he gets to sleep in a lovely comfy mattress grave rather than a low, slowly deflating air mattress. And most importantly, he doesn't have to see or hear anyone. Not that he could if he wanted to. Deaf, dumb and blind. Forget the wise men, that's the three essential ingredients for a Merry Christmas. I wonder if he knows it's Christmas time at all. Sometimes I think I hear someone speaking in his room, but of course that is impossible. No one ever comes to visit, Mum wouldn't allow it, and he hasn't breathed a word since the accident. But his voice, always at night, always a man. And never anyone there when I go to look. I've heard it through the closed door, but I've never been able to make out any of the words. Sounds like an American. Or someone trying to do an American accent anyway. All we bloody need. Oh, fucking hell, we're here. As this last year curls up to die, a 
fresh young new one is ready to burst from its bloated carcass. Jolly new holiday camp they put me in. Maximal securiness, I think they think they call it. I like it here. I have a bouncy room and a new puzzle jacket I have to wiggle out of when no one's looking. doesn't seem possible that I have been in this house, in this room, in this bed for 22 years, 4 months and 8 days, but nevertheless it is so. My mind has etched the notches into the insides of my eyelids with more permanence than any chalk tally on the wall of a prison cell. Of course, it frequently occurs to me that since I have gone completely, irredeemably mad, I may have only been here since yesterday, but I don't think so. I have spent most of those two decades outside my body, between here and some other place. The only visitor I have in this place is my wife's hand, which does the necessaries a couple of times a day. I know it is her, because I recognize her perfume. But there is another smell that comes sometimes which I have grown to recognize. I smell it now. It is a man's smell. Cigars, scotch whiskey and leather. And there is something else, something of the farmyard about it, or perhaps something of the pit. I know it is a man, 
and as I know he is in this room at this very moment, this man never touches me or sits on the bed. He just is there, waiting. He must want something from me, but what it is I cannot imagine. I think he has come here from the other place. definitely dead and it's it's nice that um, corporations can take the images of the dead yeah. um, without their permission and use them for things that they probably wouldn't agree with absolutely um, and but for our entertainment yeah and, uh, well listen it's Christmas and that's what it's all about uh, yes entertaining the middle classes uh, yeah, and um, it's it's a, it's a, it's, just, it's a real humdinger of a film. They play with all those wonderful scenes that we know so well. Uh, you know that great scene at the end, uh, mm. Scrooby Doo. You know, thrusting open the windows and saying, and you know the boy going what? And Scooby says, and the boy, you know, he's really baffled now. He's just like, I can't. I can't understand a word you're saying. If, if do you want a bone? And he says, ooh, ooh, and you know the boy's getting pretty angry at this point, and is a bit like baffled. And he's like, "Sod you, mate! I've got to get on. See you later." And you know, Scooby's, you know, he's suitably annoyed, but you know, the, the man's got a speech impediment. So the boy walks off, and Scooby, you know, he's got. A, he, you know, he wants to know what day is this. That's a very important thing to know. What day is this? There's another Peter holidaying in the next chalet to mine. He's nice. He's from Yorkshire and enjoys ripping. I like the activities that the holiday reps do here. There's this one game called the Rorschach game. What do you see now, Peter? Mother. And now? Mother. And now? Mother. And now? You're not 
dying on us yet. Planking. My holiday rep is fond of bonding as he daily slumps the tube down into my meat mines. Mummy is upset with me because she says the man who smells of dying things is not real and I am making him up like everything else. But I am not. Honestly, I am not. He is sitting in one of the massive carved oak armchairs in the Great Hall staring at me right now. He is smiling at me, but I don't think he is a good man. He speaks funny, like the cowboys on the cinematograph. He told me he is a friend of Grandpapa's and that he has gotten lost, but I don't believe him. He is definitely not Father Christmas. I think he might be going to spoil Christmas. Then I 
Well, the crops are um, growing very well, and um, they're organic, and some of them have pesticides, and I think that we should make um, a perfect pesticide for the crops that um, is good for people and healthy and keeps the crops preserved, too, because we need the food because it's food and stuff, and organic food is good also. Um, and the businesses downtown um, really need to lower their rent because if the rent was lowered, those people would really have their own businesses. They have enough stuff. They're very good at making things. They're like experts. They're really good. And I've not had anything close to the fun I've planned with you. Oh, it's the electricity game next, P -p -p Peter. I like this one. They wet me, then send my head all years <laughs> Turns out he knew Amy from the agency before me and her became one tiny little world. Another activity is called Lights Out. I like that one when they put the feed into my arm and I go all night movies. I've already eaten through all of my own lips, so that's one of my New Year's resolutions solutioned. I'll tell you all about my other resolutions another day. Come back and see me soon. just don't know what's wrong with these folks. Really, I don't. First, the old man dreams me up but cannot see me, and then the boy sees me but he is told he's dreamt me up. This place, Christmas, I think it is called, is stranger even than the slam chasm. It is a fiction, but it exists in fact. The slam chasm is true, but it is not real. There's a paradox to get your egg knocking around. In this little house, in this little town, the boy thinks he is in a castle, and the old man upstairs is drifting in infinity. I don't know where I am, stuck somewhere between the two extremes, suspended like a silk stocking on the thigh of old mother time. And the guy in the dress? I think he knows I am here too. But why does he not say anything? He is watching the boy. I may have to attract his attention, speak out loud. He is looking this way. Welcome to the slam chasm. Oh, he is screaming. Was it something I said? 